Live from Miami, Florida, thefoodie.com presents WTF, Where's the Food? With your host, Nick. Hi, how are you? What's going on? It is Nick, and welcome to episode number three, WTF, Where's the Food? A weekly food podcast for all my hungry friends out there. I appreciate you guys listening and subscribing all that fun stuff and if you could do us a huge favor do me a huge favor and on itunes leave a review five stars would truly appreciate it of course episode number three you could follow along with us on all social media platforms at the foodie t-h-e-f-o-o-d-e and of course on the website thefoodie.com t-h-e-f-o-o-d-e.com and of course let me run down how we're going to do each and every episode we're going to talk to local and national chefs we're going to get to know some food bloggers or food instagrammers that you might follow, might know nothing about, and you're curious, well, we'll get to know them. Also going to give you the food porn of the week, what's new in thefoodie.com, and some food news you can use. Now that we got all that out of the way, just remember that we do release a new episode each and every Tuesday, so make sure you subscribe uh, so you don't miss an episode. Now, this week's episode, episode number three, we're going to talk to Andrew Gonzalez from Night Owl Cookies. We're going to talk to him everything cookies, especially about his Night Owl Cookie Company, which is outstanding it's really really good also um, we're going to talk to him about him making the Forbes 30 under 30 list which is huge um, and uh, the most money he's ever drunkenly spent at McDonald's so it's going to be fun interview and of course we're going to play WTF what the fudge with him so look out for that also we're going to get to know Forkin Food you might follow her on Instagram and she has a blog you might follow her we're going to get to know her find out why she started Forkin Food uh, sharing some tips on how to start a blog if you're interested. And, of course, my California people, she's from California, love Starbucks, so we're going to find out what her favorite Starbucks drink is. And, of course, you can follow her, if you don't, at Forkin Food, F-O-R-K-I-N underscore food. So uh, check out that. Also going to give you some food news on the aviary, which just opened in New York. We got more Chipotle news. I feel like Chipotle is in the news each and every week. News on Amazon and, of course, not-so-good news on Doe uh, from New York in the Greenwich Village. And, of course, Food Porn of the Week comes to us from Cheat Day Eats. We'll give you what's new on thefoodie.com. And a good friend of mine, really good friend of mine, Todd Roy from the South Beach Seafood Festival. He is the founder. We're going to talk to him, find out why you should go this year if you've never been. Also, what's new in the festival and how you can get your tickets. Really, really fun. Uh, events. So we'll do all that. This is WTF Where's the Food available wherever you get your podcast from. Of course, subscribe and download. Leave us a review. We appreciate it all. So what do you say? Let's jump into episode number three right now of WTF Where's the Food. And we're going to kick it off with my conversation with Andrew Gonzalez from Night Out Cookie Company. Now, such an honor for me to be in the presence of someone like you. You're a legend, dude. Forbes 30, under 30 list. My man, Andrew from Night Out Cookies. What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, Nick? Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. And uh, I can smell the cookies, the aroma. uh, It's in the air. And I just can't wait to dig into some of this. I'm glad, man. Is it crazy that I'm already used to it that I don't smell that? I mean, it happens because I've I've heard chefs say that they don't even sometimes like to eat their own food because they're so used. They don't even need to taste it and they know it tastes good. And they just (laughs) leave the restaurant. They're like, I want nothing to do with pasta. Well, nothing to do with barbecue, whatever it is they cook. It's gotten to the point already. It's been five years. So, I mean, I've, I haven't had one of my cookies in almost two years. Um, two a years. A whole cookie, at least. Whole... I'll take like a bite or something. A bite? A whole cookie, yeah. It's been two... a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the people, the listeners that don't know anything about Night Out Cookies, what is 
Night Owl cookies. All right. So Night Owl is, it was South Florida's first late night dessert delivery service. I started when I was 20. Um, things have changed so much since then that now it's just, we're a really popular cookie shop. We focus more on now the experience than the delivery. And I like being really creative with my stuff. I mean, I'm from Miami, so I need a lot of um, Cuba influence. I love um, cookies. I love candy. I love literally cereal. So there's a lot of fruity pebbles. I mean, random stuff that you don't normally find in a cookie. Yeah, it's not like you could just go to any grocery store and pick these up. No, it's definitely not your typical, like, Publix cookie, not like that at all. It's not and, your Subway cookie either. And, and <laughs> I mean, I love Subway cookies, though. <laughs> and uh, so tell us a little about yourself and, and the whole Forbes Under 30. How'd that even come about? Like, Or what'd you feel when you got the news? Like, it, It's really crazy. It blows my mind sometimes because I never in a million years would have imagined I would have gotten here. Um, I'm a college dropout. I, I literally, I was two classes away from graduating when I came up with this idea. Just two classes? Two classes away. Six credits, literally. <laughs> Um, my parents wow. thought I was crazy. My friends, my family, I mean, I they think all you're thought crazy. I was insane. Yeah. For a while, I thought I was crazy. Um, <laughs> I would literally survive off of maybe two, three orders a night. Um, I never thought I would ever have a line out the door. I never imagined that. And then I remember the first day we opened up, the line wrapped around the store, went outside to the sidewalk, and I knew, I mean... Was, you knew you had something special. Kind of, yeah. I get emotional sometimes thinking about it, but definitely. So while you were in school, before you came to the decision to drop out of school... How did you think and how did you even come about the idea of starting a cookie delivery service? So I love traveling and there was this place in New York that had something very similar. And I was like, well, we live in Miami. It's a party town. We have colleges. Why don't we have this in Miami? True. Um, nobody thought of it to bring it over here. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I could do it then. And I went for it. I, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. And you first started, you were doing it in your house or where you had a shop or? Yeah. So I started out of my mom's kitchen, literally just my parents' house. From there, I rented a, a rental kitchen. Okay. And I slowly outgrew that and I just kept on getting bigger locations. And now we're, we outgrew the current location. And we are building out um, a new storefront. Beautiful. I mean, this is like the storefront I'm going to dream type of thing. It's insane. And you're building a new storefront, new location. Are there more locations planned from Miami or even outside of the Miami area? Definitely. Yeah, we have a couple in the works. Um, My goal is to have maybe three or four in Miami and then venture out. Long term, like goal would be Vegas, L.A. and New York. Especially okay. Vegas. I mean, I have a lot of connections over there, so it'd be a little easier. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think it's a perfect city for that. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much, and then there's so much business in in Vegas, right on uh, on the Strip. I mean, for sure. And all the cl- <laughs> all the clubs, little call, hey, I need some cookies. You know, you can even put it in hotels They're, and exactly. have them carry your cookies, and yes. it's like room service. I would I would love to be a delivery driver for one night in Vegas and see the, <laughs> the stuff I would see. I mean, in Miami, I got into a ridiculous like situation let's hear, like, let's hear let's hear i've gone into houses before and it was a party and i get there at the same time as the cops i've been offered instead of wow. payment like every drug you possibly <laughs> imagine and it's like no i just want my money like no i'm good <laughs> nothing says miami like being offered some drugs you exactly know? there you go it's very miami so now, i can only imagine vegas now you have all kinds of cookie ideas um on on the menu and all these types of cookies do you come up with these or yes. do you give an input or you have a, a baker or a chef that does it? Okay. So most of the recipes are all mine. Um, I have maybe one or two that was um, it had influence from other people. My business partner owns Pincho Factory. Okay. And he came up with something. So I was like, okay, sounds really cool. Let's do it. And it worked out really well. So I'm, I'm not, I never turned out an offer. I mean, I definitely. So not only on you are you on Forbes 30 on 30 list, but you know how to bake and you like to bake. As crazy as it sounds, I was never a baker. I was never like a chef or anything like Nothing. that. Nothing. You which, just kind of just whip something together or like kind of YouTube did. Exactly. I don't think you need to go to school to be able to cook. You just literally mix things that you like together and eventually you'll get it. And yeah, it's not going to be perfect the first time. You play with it until it's right. Yeah. I mean, like all these chefs I talk to, they're like, 
don't like go to school fine you get the uh-huh. the basics but you really get the experience and, and the training in a restaurant 100%, for sure like there's there's nothing like I it. feel the same way about regular like business school I mean I've learned so much in business school but you were just, I ever apply you were it, just six I mean, credits away <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever go back though I honestly nothing I really there's only one one thing I actually learned in there that I use every day not every day but I've used once okay um uh, the biggest um, uh, the number one reason for failure in a small business is not being able to meet demand. Mm-hmm. And for a certain point that happened to me where I closed down shop for three months, I had a mental breakdown. I couldn't do it. Wow. And those three months I took to reflect upon everything. And I came back, I came back harder than ever when I'm boss master started again. Well, that's awesome. That's crazy. And, uh, you are, you're, you are doing it right. I, I, I applaud you. you and everything <laughs> you've done in such a young age and, um, bigger things coming for sure. I appreciate it. Um, so do you have a favorite cookie? I know you don't, you don't like to eat it, but is there yeah. one that when These you're craving like, it, you have to eat it? These are like my babies. Though. I can't choose just one. It's, it's really difficult. Um, but there has to be like one certain cookie that there's a certain type of flavor or something on it that you really enjoy more than others. And yes. you, it's your go-to cookie. Um, yes, there definitely is. And it's really underrated. A lot of people kind of get like turned off at the thought of it. It's called the couch potato. Okay. It has chocolate chips. Okay. It has milk, sorry, milk chocolate chips, caramel, and potato chips on top and due to the lecha. Um People see the potato chips, they just instantly get turned off. I love the sweet and salty mix. So I think it goes perfectly. Um, that is probably my number one cookie. Sounds... Divine. It's, it's delicious. It sounds. Divine. It sounds like a great hangover cure. There you go. Is that your go-to hangover cure, or do you, what's your go-to hangover cure? My go-to. I, I don't really have hangovers, but if I did have one, it would probably be a burger. Honestly. A burger. Yeah, so you're I'm not a big, a big drinker. Guy. You're not to. I do, but I, I guess maybe I just. I'm, I mean, I'm immune to hangovers. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm like, drinking the right stuff. So burgers. But, what's your favorite burger? Pincho Factory. Pincho Factory has a badass burger. Um, I love it. Um, also, Nadal's listening, so that you got to say that. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> he knows. Though, I love it. Um, and the croquetesa there is insane. And Nadal, if you are listening, bring that shit back. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I know. Once a, once a year, come on. You need to make Miami happy. That has to be on the menu on the menu year round. I mean, it needs to. Nadal, get to it. So now back to the cookie thing. Do you have any special collabs for cookies on the way, or any special edition cookies? Um, right now I'm focusing on my own thing. We are. We've spoken about this such a long time ago. We really do want to do it, a bean show and night out collab. Okay. Um, we have something that work. We call it Project Project X, and it's badass. Project but, um, X. Yeah, it's it's. So no it's one's pro- ever done it before, type of thing. So it's okay. Like so is Project X gonna have a name when it comes out, or it's gonna be Project X? I'm not sure. We've never really gone that far. Okay. Because <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna be looking at Instagram, and be like, "Yo, when's Project X? Where's oh, Project X? X?" As soon as it gets released, I think you're gonna know about it. I think a lot of people are gonna like. <laughs> it's gonna go viral. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> Definitely. I'll um, keep you in mind. So um, South Beach Food and Wine Festival, they just announced events. You, you're doing two events yourself. Yes. Um, we are doing, it's a burger. It's not a burger, sorry. It's a barbecue um, okay. competition, I believe. And also, um, one is hosted by Bobby Flay. I think it's called a Sweet Moves Dessert Party. Uh-huh. Um, sounds interesting. It's brand new, so we'll see how it goes. Are you doing special cookies for that, or are you just going to have your special cookies? Or, or you're just going to have your cookies? The problem with South Beach Wine and Food Festival is literally you plan everything out so far in advance. Like, it's still, mm-hmm. what, eight, nine months away? I know, and we're it's, talking it's about it, right? Yes, it's insane. <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, if it's going to be new, if it's going to be one of our classics. I'm not sure yet. But it, whatever it is, it's going to be delicious. Okay. I can so, promise that. <laughs> so if someone listening right now is listening to you talk and hearing your story and just amazed at, you know, your, the whole come up that you've had, what's the one piece of advice you would give them? if they're starting their own business or if they're thinking about dropping out of school or not dropping out of school? Number one advice, follow your dream. I mean, people are going to think you're crazy no matter what. Don't give up on that. If I would have given up on my parents, my family thought I was going crazy. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today. So just go for it. What do you have to lose? Realistic. We have this one life. Go for it. You don't, I mean, I mean, it's different in my situation because I have a family. Mm -hmm. So 
I have to lose that. I can't support my family. I That's get that. A big thing. But if you're single and young, why not? Exactly. What do you have to lose at this point? You're single. You don't have many bills. I mean, go for it. Go nuts. So is there someone in the food world that you really admire or you look up to? Yes. Aside from Lee Schrager, definitely um, Christina Tosser. Okay. Um, she is Milk bar. the ex- yeah. There you go. Wow. I love you. Check you out. <laughs> listen, I I am a huge fan of Milk Bar. Like I love that cereal milk to death. She is so creative of her stuff. I mean, I'm obsessed. I can't wait to one day collaborate with her. It's it's insane what she does. And if you're listening, please open a shop in here in Miami. Please. I mean, at least a little pop up or something. Let's. Just I would be so here. grateful. I would. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite drink of choice? Uh, beer, wine, or a spare or specific oh, man, cocktail? I... <laughs> I hate beer. Um, okay. I'm actually a really big drinker. I love drinking. Um, High five. A lot of shots. <laughs> um, but right now, I'm trying to like do this whole healthy cleanse oh, type of thing. So it's a lot of vodka, water, some like me or crystal vodka, light. Vodka, water. Okay. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. Sounds great, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went out last week and um, I'm not going to say the business I went to, but you know, drinks are pricey. It's Miami, whatever. I gotcha. So I took a flask with gin. And not I was, judging. I would probably okay. do the same thing. And I was like, I'm just going to order a bottle of sparkling water. It's going to be nine bucks or whatever it costs. And that's going to be my drink. And I'm going to put it in there. Bada bing, bada bing. Or some lime. No one's going to know anything. There you go. I mean, <laughs> you got I agree to. With that. So where else in, in, in Miami do you like to eat at? That's what I like to eat at. Okay. Chef Besides Pincho Factory. Chef Adrian's. I mean, she is one of my favorite chefs right now. It is a little gem in West in um, West Kendall. I don't know if you've ever been. If you haven't gone. I like, have not, but I heard nothing but amazing things. She's incredible, honestly. And it's not just the food. Her in general. I mean, the, she just cares about everything. That's um, awesome. Aside from that, um, oof. I just moved to the Coral Gables area. So okay. I'm, um, I'm getting, I mean, situated over there. Poke Bao is really good. Okay. Um, I just had a tofu poke, um, delicious. Morden's, I mean, Hillstone, things like that. I don't really venture out too far. The, but, the um, classic, me... Hillstone. Exactly. Do you have a favorite TV show? Favorite TV show, yes. I'm a huge American Horror Story oh freak. Oh, my God. I love it. I mean, yes. Anything American Horror Story I'm obsessed with. Um, even American Crime Story is pretty badass, too. I've, I've seen a couple episodes. It's good. This I... season, though, you killed it, guys. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I need to... You, you got to make it up to me. So someone, uh, if someone's texting you, what's your go-to emoji? Your favorite emoji? My go-to emoji? Yeah. Probably the little smirk face or the hands-up face. Okay. And the cookie. I mean, yeah. And I mean, you do cookie. run a cookie company. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that too. Uh, so if you, this is a random question. I know I said I was going to get a little random. I love random questions. Okay. So it. if you can bathe in any liquid besides water, what would it be? <laughs> bathe in any liquid. I've never been asked that question. It I know. It's probably random. probably be vodka. Vodka. Yeah, straight up vodka. So you can have a sip whenever you want. Exactly. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, what song stuck in your head right now? Go. Oh, shit. Um, uh, <laughs> Havana by Camila. Camila um, Cabello. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's in my head. It's, a, don't it's catchy. It. Have. It nah, catchy. Nah, nah, nah. So what's a day in the life of Andrew? Because I see you on Instagram, all these meetings, trying to build a new store, taking care of your current store, making all these cookies. What's a day in the life? What's a day in the life of... Okay. It's really difficult. Every day is really different. Like, every day is different. <laughs> every day but, is different. But um, I wake up. I go to the store for a bit. I want to see how they're doing. I go to all the meetings I need to do. Um, I need to plan out the rest of my week. I mean, it's it sounds a little boring, honestly. And there's a point where I just come up with new recipes, too, every night in my kitchen. I just moved into a new house. So, I okay. mean, my kitchen is basically my test kitchen. Um, I love just whipping up new shit. That's I awesome. don't even know if I'm supposed to be cursing here. You but can. I mean, it's totally okay. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> what's... Uh, since you said you like to drink, what's the most money you've spent drunkenly at McDonald's? 
at McDonald's. Oh man, probably <laughs> seventy dollars. And I mean, seventy dollars does not sound a lot, but at McDonald's, it goes a long way. Oh, hundred percent. There's like four of us, and then I guess like we just we're really tipsy. We show up, and of course, <laughs> I want this X, Y, and Z. I want all the even stuff, and then my friend says I want all the odds. So I mean, yeah, we just go crazy. That's awesome. So where do you see yourself and Night Out Cookies in the next five years? In the next five years, I definitely want to be nationwide. Um, my goal is to be the Starbucks of desserts. Okay. Um, I definitely, I also like to take advantage of, um, I'm not a huge stoner, okay. but I like taking advantage of, of everything the that's happening. Yeah, the stoners. I mean, a lot of the things, it's I got baked at night out. I like to take advantage of the different flavors that we use. And a lot of people call us the stoner cookies. I mean, it is what it is. It's. I've heard that. Yeah, I won't turn it down. I mean, I get it. Um, we're open up late. We open late night. So, I mean... I love it. And uh, credit to you for starting this whole food delivery thing down here in Miami, to be honest with you, because you got those croquetas, started the croqueta thing, the, the cookie dough, but you were doing it way before that. Um, yes. I mean, a lot of people give me credit for that. Thank God I did it earlier. I don't know if I would have had the same success if I would have done it now, but I mean, it was really difficult back then. A lot of people wouldn't have thought, I mean, ordering cookies, a lot of, a lot of people thought that was crazy, but now, ever since then, it's been the usual. Yeah, I mean, I kind of look at it as uh, the whole food uh, blogger scene, like right now. Like, if you're trying to get in now, you're, you're stuck. It's, yeah, you're, it's too late, guys. You're like 10 years late. It's so like too you, yeah. much, man. It's so oversaturated. It's very oversaturated. And so we need a different avenue, a different way to stick out. 100%. Um, all right, so now we're going to play a quick game. It's a rapid-fire game, I like to call it. Um, I'm going to ask you two things. You kind of just pick one, and it's that simple. Cool. Okay, I'm a little nervous. Let's okay, we call it WTF. <laughs> What the fudge? All right. So are you a morning person or a night owl? I'm a night owl. Come on. God, I had to give you that question. Uh, cheese or pepperoni? Pepperoni. Bacon or Nutella? Both. Okay. Like, together. <laughs> I like it. Mini golf or real golf? Uh, mini golf. Bourbon or rum? Rum. Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Who uses Twitter? Come on. <laughs> Bradley Cooper or Chris Pratt? Um, Bradley Cooper. Waffles or pancakes? Pancakes. Breakfast for dinner or dinner for breakfast? Breakfast or dinner all the way. And cake or cookies? Fuck. <laughs> I mean, cookies. Duh. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on um, the show. I appreciate it. Where can people find you, the Night Owl? Give all the social media and the address, all that fun stuff. Awesome. Our Instagram is Night Owl Cookies. My personal Instagram is Andrew.NightOw. Our address is 10742 Southwest 24th Street. Come anytime, get baked with us. I hope to see you guys there. Thank you, Nick. And if you're in Miami, you have to get Night Out Cookies. <laughs> a big, big thank you to my friend Andrew from Night Out Cookie Company. If you haven't been, you're really missing out. He brought like a ton of cookies, and, and the studio just smells like cookies. Absolutely amazing. Doing some great things. And uh, congrats again for making Forbes under 30 list. And we look out for that collaboration with Bean Show Factory. We call it Project X. So what do you say? Let's jump into some food news. So restaurateur Steven Starr is bringing another concept to South Florida. This time, it's his Mexican concept, El Vez, which makes its grand debut in January 2018. This is going to be the third outpost for El Vez, which already has two locations in Philadelphia and New York, and it's going to be located inside the W Fort Lauderdale. And El Vez is named after a Mexican Elvis impersonator, and it says it celebrates the festive soul of Mexican and Mexican-American culture. And you're going to find dishes like the guacamole topped with goat cheese, chili flakes, and pistachios, tortilla soup, lamb tacos, and so much more. So look out for that. 
and Aviary, the experimental cocktail bar from Chicago's Grant Ackett's and Nick Kakonis have finally made its New York debut last week on the top floor of the Mandarin Oriental. Like the Chicago original, the Aviary New York City will serve fancy cocktails and progressive food to match. The cocktail list includes a new drink called the Wake and Bake, a blend of rye whiskey, coffee, and orange juice served with an everything bagel-scented pillow, which is a nod to the new city. This is the first time the Alinea Group has expanded outside of Chicago, but they say that they are interested in expanding the aviary and office to cities like Tokyo, London, Hong Kong, and Vegas. And of course, you can do tickets and dinner. They're live right now on Talk. So um, make sure you check that out if you're in the New York City area. And Chipotle is stepping up their game for their burger concept called Tasty Made. Last week, they announced it's hiring chef and top chef alum, Chef Richard Blaze, to improve Tasty Made's food and develop new menu items. Now, Blaze has plenty of burger experience. He launched the Atlanta-based chain Flip Burger Boutique back in 2008 and since has expanded it to Nashville and Birmingham. Now, Tasty Made has just one location, which is located in Lancaster, Ohio, and it serves a simple menu of burgers, fries, and shakes. And in the beginning, Tasty Made started saying it was using responsibly raised beef, but soon abandoned it to cheaper, conveniently raised meat after customers said the prices were too high. Chipotle did say that it planned to revisit the idea of using higher quality ingredients once the Tasty Made brand has been established. Now move over Nutella. Twix is now served in the form of a soft spread and it comes in a jar. Now the Mars Twix spread is made in the UK, but you can find it online and in some stores in the US so you can stock up as much as you want before it it runs out. Now each seven ounce jar has a buttery spread made from chocolate, caramel, and crunchy biscuit pieces. And it's made with real milk, sugar, flour, butter, and cocoa. You can spread it on a warm piece of toast or a biscuit, however you like it. And we have a feeling I'm going to get a bunch of this and just never stop eating it. And uh, there aren't many things better than sipping on hot cocoa in the winter, right? Not like we have winters down here in Miami. But Oreos is trying to upgrade that experience by bringing a creamy, chocolatey cookie taste to the mugs that you use hot cocoa. Boxes of Oreo hot cocoa have been appearing in some stores. And according to Mashable, will be making a nationwide appearance as soon as this month. And after less than a month of Amazon taking over Whole Foods, they're making another big food grab. They're teaming up with Olo, which is a large food ordering company. And they already do catering orders for Chipotle, but now this deal with Amazon is going to take them over the top. They're looking for 200 different chains with over 40,000 locations into the Amazon restaurants delivery platform. Restaurants like Buca de Pepe, Shake Shack, Chipotle, Applebee's, Wingstop, Five Guys. The list goes on and on. And Olo is going to give them the app they need to post the menus and accept orders while Amazon is going to arrange the deliveries. And you know, the whole raw cookie dough craze started in New York with this shop called Dough. Now it's located in the Greenwich Village and they have just been slapped with a class action lawsuit arguing that its sweets are causing foodborne illnesses. Now, the FDA is always saying and always telling us, don't eat raw cookie dough, right? Well, Doe's claim to fame is that the founder has a magical formula that means no stress about this cookie dough. She makes hers with heat-treated flour and a pasteurized egg, eliminating any threat of the dough-carrying disease. Now, if you go on Doe's website, they have an entire section with this claim to fame, which might be true, but... They have a lawsuit, and the lawsuit also cites eight Yelp reviews in which users complain of the issues after eating those products. So we'll have to look out for that and see what happens. And that's all the food news you can use this week. 
Of course, you can follow along and get all the food news you need on the website, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. And how about a word from our friends over at The Yielding Seed? So there's this really amazing meal delivery service I need to tell you guys about. It's called The Yielding Seed. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, they do it all and do it all well. No need to go to the grocery store and buy ingredients to make your food. They bring the meals to you so you can spend more time doing the things you want to do and less time trying a meal plan. I can tell you from personal experience, it is the best tasting meal delivery service in the Miami area. And you can sign up for the traditional plan or the paleo plan because there's something for everyone. The Yielding Seed takes great pride in providing chef-prepared, freshly made meals each and every day for each and every one of their clients. You want to have the Yielding Seed, so what are you waiting for? And sign up today at theyieldingseed.com. You'll thank me later. And now each and every week, we get to know some of your favorite food blogger or food Instagram people that you might follow and don't know anything about, don't know who's behind the account, we're going to bring it to you, try to bring their story, and get to know them a little bit. This week, Forkin Food. You might follow her. You can follow her right now at Forkin underscore food. And we're going to get to know her a little bit. She's out in the California area, Palm Springs area to be exact. We're going to find out why she started Forkin Food, how she started it. She's going to share some tips on starting a blog if that's what you're into right now. And we'll find out what her favorite Starbucks drink is. So what do you say? Let's dive in. To my conversation with Fork and Food. Fork and Food, thank you so much for joining the show. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm excited to be here. Well, we appreciate having you and thank you so much for being here. Now, before we jump into the interview, I just want people to know that you're based in California, right? Yes, Southern California. So in Southern California, where you're located, if you were to step into an elevator with a potential uh, investor or someone just trying to know more about your blog and you had 20 seconds, how would you pitch it? I would tell you that if you looked at my food blog, you would see the best food from around the world. I mean, I'm coming from you everywhere from New York, from Spain, places in Asia, Australia, Southern California. You're going to get it from everywhere. So you don't only just see one city or you know, one state, you're going to see everything. So you're kind of like worldwide, like, like Pitbull. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Pitbull. I'm taking over the world. <laughs> so how all this get started? How'd you start the fork and food? So I started when I was living in Barcelona, Spain. I actually, um, didn't, wasn't really doing anything. I mean, there, there's places, I mean, probably like 10 restaurants on every block. It's it's crazy the amount of food that, that's there. And it's so innovative. And I was like, I need to share this with everyone because, I mean, this is amazing. You, really, it's like, it's unbelievable all the amount of food and bakeries. So I started just posting all the places that I went to and I just started from there. And then when I moved back to Southern California, I started doing it in Southern California and when I went on to trips to like New York or Arizona, I started just finding all the best food and posting about it. Now, you say you lived in uh, Barcelona. Did you live there because of school, like study abroad, or you decided to move with your family? Um, no, my husband is actually from Barcelona. So oh, cool. that's why we lived there for a little bit. That's awesome. And how long has the Forkin food been around? Um, I have been doing it for about three years now. That's incredible. Congratulations. Yeah, so it's it's been a long time, and I've I mean I've loved every step. Obviously, you grow um, every 
you know, a couple months every year and it's just been, it's been really good. And I've been enjoying every, every step of the way. Now, before you kind of start forking food and this whole food craze thing, did any other bloggers you followed or, or looked and inspired you to do what you do and made you want to do it better? Um, actually, no, like nothing really inspired me besides my love for food. So I didn't really follow any food accounts. I didn't, I, I was just not that present on um, social media, especially with food. So when I started, it was kind of just because I love food. And now, now I compare myself to a lot of food accounts, you know, and I want to be better. But when I first started out, it was just my passion for food, really. Yeah, I mean, if you got in early, you're pretty set because now it's just so it's so congested. Oh yeah, it is. It really is. It's kind of crazy to you know to see all that because before it was it was not not too many people, and now there's a lot of niches. So it's just crazy crazy to see all the different accounts out there, and especially a lot of them that you know may have just started, but they're growing so quickly. That's awesome. Now, do you have a favorite food item, a dish in particular that you really like, or a kind of food that you like? I mean, that's really hard because I love everything so much. Who doesn't love everything? I would definitely say, I think donuts are my favorite. Donuts? <laughs> yeah, donuts. I love donuts. And everywhere I go, I have to see if there's like that one cool donut spot. With lots of Nutella in it, though. Oh, yeah, of course. You have to get the Nutella. Now, I reposted a couple weeks ago uh, the donut you had that just was filled with Nutella and you spread it apart and the Nutella just oozed out. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, now, that that was funny. Now, when you go to these spots, do you buy two? So one for the gram so you can do the video with the Nutella oozing out, or you just buy one, ooze it out, and then eat it? I usually just buy one and just squeeze it out, and then I eat it. <laughs> um, if they're really good, I'll end up buying two, <laughs> the second one too. So do you cook at home? I do. I cook a lot, actually. So what would you say is probably the best dish you cook like when your husband gets home and he's had such a bad day at work and he's like, I need you to make this for me. It's my favorite dish. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> let's see. Probably it would be something with ground meat and sauce and pasta. <laughs> okay. Any any type. Pesto, a bolognese. I mean, you name it. I probably can do it. <laughs> So I know you said earlier you've been doing fork and food for about three years. So looking down the road, five years down the line, where do you see yourself in the blog? Well, I recently just created my website. So I've been doing a lot of restaurant reviews on there, um, a lot of my recipes posting on there. Um, so what I really want to do is, you know, start to launch this even more and more and um, hopefully make this into my full-time job and you know, have my blog be super big and a place where people can go and when they're traveling, see exactly the best restaurants in that city and they already know where to go. They don't, you know, really have to, they don't have to search for opinions or yeah. So it's already there for them. And sorry. And, um, I also travel a lot. So also I want to share the places to go when you travel to sightsee. Now, I know you said you wanted Fork and Food to be your full-time job. So what do you do now? I know Fork and Food is now your 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 side hustle. Um, I currently work for a solar company out in Palm Springs. So I know you're from the Palm Springs area, Southern California, and you've been to Miami briefly, haven't had a chance to really eat. So when you come down to Miami next time, what's one spot you want to check out? I would definitely go to, oh my gosh, uh, Brigadero's. Uh, that place looks 
insane. Oh my gosh, I don't even think I've heard of this. Oh my gosh, you need to look at it. They have like, they'll put um, like Nutella around a, a coffee cup and you can get like an espresso or a cappuccino in there. And Oh my God, I'm looking at it right now. Desserts. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't been there. How have I missed this place? <laughs> yeah, you need to go right when we get off the phone. I'm following them right now. I need to go. I know. I don't know how you missed that. So for someone who's listening to this right now and is thinking about starting a food blog or maybe a food Instagram account, what's one advice you could give them? I think that if you're thinking about it, you need to start it ASAP because there's only tons of people that are just starting and starting and you really need to get in there as fast as you can and, you know, put your foot through the door um, and definitely have a niche because that will be very important to how people will see your Instagram or your social media. That's some great advice. Now, I know my people out in Cali love Starbucks and love like the triple pumps and all that stuff. So do you have a favorite Starbucks drink? Oh, yeah. I get, I'm like addicted to the Starbucks. It's pretty bad. But I get um, green tea there. That's all I get. Usually. Like triple pumps or of something or just green tea straight nope, up? Just green tea and sweet Thank goodness because, you know, these people just go and they're like, let me get three pumps of this, three pumps of that, and some syrup. And I'm like, yo, what is that? Yeah, it's too sweet to me. So I just get it unsweetened and, I mean, I probably get it like five times a week. (laughs) It's so good. Well, Fork and Food, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. I appreciate you. Where can people follow you? Tell them about the blog, all that good stuff. Find me on Instagram, Forkin underscore food. My website is www.forkinfood.com. ForkinFood.com. My Facebook is also posted up there. I would definitely go and check me out because you will be very satisfied. And is (laughs) there? Thank you so much for having me. No problem. And I can tell people firsthand. I follow her. That's how we came across each other. And she definitely will keep you satisfied with those Nutella donuts that she just pours Mm -hmm. it all out, and you just want to like eat the phone. Yeah, oh, you do. You don't want to miss a drop of that Nutella for sure. Thank you so much to Fork and Food for joining the show. Now you know who she is, so make sure you give that follow at Forkin underscore food. And now I'm going to give you the food porn of the week. And this week it is poutine, and it comes to us from Cheat Day Eats. They posted it from this spot called Jacob's Pickles in New York City, the Upper West Side. And it just, oh my God, made my mouth water the cheese pool it's smothered in brown gravy cheese oh my god i mean it's that good you gotta see it i just reposted it on our instagram at the foodie t-h-e-f-o-o-d-e and of course follow my friend over at cheat day eats at cheat day eats and this poutine is is just everything you if when i'm in the new york city area that's the first thing i'm gonna eat and if you're listening in the new york city area you've never been to jacob's pickles i'd suggest you go and get the poutine And earlier in the show, I was telling you I'm going to talk to a good friend of mine. His name is Todd Roy. I know every single year Miami has great food festivals and food events, and this one in particular is special. Nothing like it. It's the Seafood Festival. He's the founder of the South Beach Seafood Festival, which just started as a festival. Now they've expanded to an entire week. We'll talk to him, get to know about the events happening, Chef Showdown, which I'm going to be a judge. We're going to talk to him about that. Also, why you should attend this year's festival, which is going to be amazing. The whole week starts on October 17th, wraps up with the festival on October 21st. So let's talk to my friend Todd Roy, the founder of the South Beach Seafood Festival, on why you should come out this year if you're in the Miami area. So 
So taking some time out of his busy day to call in the show, my good friend Todd Roy. He is the founder of the South Beach Seafood Festival, which is happening in Miami Beach from October 17th through the 21st. Todd, what's up? Hey, what's up, my man? How you doing? Doing great. Can't complain. How about you? We're good. You know, heck, we're just getting ready. You know, we had a little a two-week uh, distraction there with, uh, with Irma in town. But, uh, you know, we're getting all the preparations ready for the South Beach Seafood Festival coming up in three weeks. That's right. It's back so, to business now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Trying to put the finishing touches. But, you know, it's, uh, this thing has come a long way. You know, I mean, you know, we remember five years ago we started. We were, you know, we were, had a festival. We put it together and we walked out on that sand and, you know, we had this idea. And uh, it's, uh, you, you, it's just, you see the ocean, you see the sand, and you got this blank canvas, and you're trying to create something that's in your mind. And my, my partner, Jason, and my wife, Valerie, it's, uh, the three of us, you know, built this thing. And, uh, you know, like I said, the first year, we did, uh, you know, a, a one block long, and, and uh, you know, for about five hours of festival. And it's grown into, in our fifth year, a full week. You know, we have a huge festival on, on Saturday, October 21st. And then Friday night is our chef showdown, which is a phenomenal event right on the sand. And then we have other events, you know, earlier in the week. So every night of the week, we have a different private event, and it's uh, it, it's fabulous. I mean, five year anniversary, you could call it, and the biggest South Beach Seafood Week slash festival um, to date, right? Yeah, tickets are crazy. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's amazing when you first start. You know, you've got to try to figure out how to get the bodies there. You got to get, you know, you got to get your restaurants there. You got to get sponsors. You got to get people. And it doesn't all happen, all of it, the first year. So uh, with the sponsors, you know, I mean, our, our, our title sponsor with, uh, you know, um, the Jackson Family Wine from California, you know, Kendall Jackson and La Crema and Cambria, they've been just super, super supportive for us. And they're just a, um, a quality brand and a quality wine. I mean, they're one of the largest in the world. And so they're, they, they feature their brands at every one of our events. And, you know, on our spirit side with, uh, you know, uh, Herodora Tequila and Jack Daniels and Finlandia, you know, those, those are really good spirits brands to have, and they're fun, and we do some really cool drinks throughout the week, and especially at, at the festival itself. So having those, and Coca-Cola hosts us out there on the sand. Um, but what makes, our, what makes our festival unique is it's not your typical seafood festival that, you you see it in in other parts of south florida you know typically it's a lot of it's very vendor driven and it's a lot of fryers with baskets of fried food and hey nothing wrong with that i enjoy those love me some fried food yeah i I, hey i love all that stuff you know don't get me wrong but the what we decided you know was it's, it's south beach it's south beach chic it's you know miami is a destination for food now in miami beach and so we, we wanted to get only restaurants out there with top chefs. And so this year we're going to feature 18 restaurants. And, and each chef is taking what they're known for, you know, what, uh, what, what made them and gave them their name. And what we do is we try to make everything festival friendly. We try to bring it down to a festival size portion at a price of 5 to $10. You know, because remember, every ticket, every ticket holder, when they walk in that gate, included is all their beverages that's right you're so, winning out the oh, gate already you are winning you got all your spirits all your wine your beer you know um um uh, pacifico Modelo, um corona those are our beer brands and all that stuff's included i don't care if you drink one or if you drink 10 it doesn't matter to us um our coca-cola products we got plenty of dasani water you know we're we everything is included 
but you have to, I always say you, you eat your way around the world. You eat your way around the festival. You know, you're going to try to get to as many places as possible. So the price points are 5 to $10 for these items. And you're talking restaurants like Joe's, mm. um, the new lobster bar that's out there on the beach, Red the Steakhouse. Um, you know, we have Italian places like Chibo and Cafe Avante doing seafood specialties. Um, it's just everything that we do out there is – is, 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 has been thought of. It's not just, you know, hey, let's just, you know, fry it up and send it out. Every chef, they give it thought. They, they give us their menus. We try to help and, and try to make sure that it's the right brand so that at the end of the day, it's really, there's, no, there's not another festival like it in any, any, any genre of food. I mean, any festival that has Joe's Stone Crab, you know, they're opening that week for Stone Crab season. It's a win in my book. No doubt about it, you know, and they've been supporting us since the first year. And, you know, we did, we, we, we came up with this to celebrate the opening of stone crab season, you know, Miami beach and South Florida is known for seafood, but the stone crab is the, is the leader and October 15th starts a season. And our first event is October 17th and uh, the festival being on the 21st. So speaking of the first event, you guys added a new event this year called Crab Slabs and Cabs. Uh, I knew that. I knew that would get your attention. <laughs> that is like it's the way you like to eat. It's the way I like to eat. It's you know it, this is a surf and turf extravaganza is what it is. It's uh, the, the the chefs from Men in Hospitality. They've got four executive chefs that are all involved with this, and they're all doing their their uh, take on a surf and turf, but using crab and a slab of meat. So, you know, one is a crab cake, and they were going to do a slab of ribs, but they said, what the hell, let's just do a whole pig. And uh, we're doing the, 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 the one chef, James, from the Shelbourne, which is where the event is, he's doing Alaskan King crab legs and uh, uh, tenderloin as his slab. So he'll slice filet mignon. Mm. Um, Bernie from, uh, from, from Bodega is going to do short ribs as his slab taco, a short rib taco. And uh, he's going to do a crab taco as his crab meat. And then, you know, um, chef James is from new Orleans and he's going to do the blue crab and big old boil, put them on the newspaper, get out the mallets and whack away. So a lot of good stuff. Um, but yeah, that's the, the, nobody's seen a, a, a surf and turf event like that. That is a very cool, we're already doing 100 tickets. Wow. So uh, we're close to sell out. There are tickets still available, and uh, but it is that thing's going to be sold out for years to come. And one of the uh, best events of the whole weekend, you would have to say, is the Chef Showdown, right? It's my favorite of them all. You know, I mean, the festival is what got it started, and that's always going to be, you know, the, the 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 golden egg. But the Chef Showdown, we use Goya built a big, big beautiful pavilion for us, and we uh, and Macy's has a, a, a great showcase kitchen that we put in it and it's it's our it's our night before there's only 800 people on the stand you gotta remember we have 12 to 15,000 people on the stand on saturday but we only sell 800 tickets for the chef showdown and there's eight battles so we've got battle crab battle serpent turf battle tuna battle shrimp battle um sushi battle I don't know. I forget the other battle. battle oh, everything. We, have an oyster, <laughs> we have an oyster battle this year oh, with uh, the chef from Shelbourne from New Orleans who says he's got the best grilled oysters in the world against our guys from Ella's right there on A Street. So Ella's Oyster Bar. So that is going to be a real cool battle, the oyster battle. So we've got eight battles, and you as a, a, a ticket holder, you're the judge. 
Okay, so you're going to come in, you're going to get your tokens, you're going to go to each battle, and you're going to decide, you know, who you think is the, the winning, the, has the winning dish that night. And at the end, then we've got five big-time judges, which, Nick, you're one of our judges. Yes, sir. Big-timer. <laughs> yes, indeed. You're going to be on the stage, and you're really going to really, because each, each battle the chefs are going to come up and do on stage. You know, every 20 to 30 minutes we're going to have another battle on stage. And then you're going to actually um, judge, along with four other judges, um, on – you know, the, the presentation, the creativity, and then the, actually the, the taste. So then, so we're going to have some professional judges mixed in with you, the, 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 the people as a judge, and then we have a great point system. At the end of the night, we're going to, you know, crown our champs. And I, I, would, I mentioned this to Nick earlier, and I might as well let everyone know, but Food Network has picked up this particular event for a, to, to air a program on it in late January or early February. So their whole crew is going to be out there filming this, but it's uh, it's going down as probably the the top chef competition shows that they're going to be airing. That's so awesome. It's very cool. We're proud of it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, Todd, much congratulations to you and Val, and uh, I look forward to seeing you guys on the sand. I will definitely be there all weekend. Tell people how to get their tickets right now. Well, you get your tickets at the SobeySeafoodFest.com. That's SobeySeafoodFest.com. And, again, you got – you know, um, tickets that start at $45. And again, they include all you want to drink. Um, there's, there's VIP in our, in our, uh, uh, Land Rover, um, North and South day. They've got a hospitality pavilion of VIP, which everything's included at that point. And those tickets go up to $150. And then there's numbers all in between. Celebrity cruises is out there doing a phenomenal, uh, um, a, a production and a, and, a, and a cool interactive area. So there's so many different things to do. We've got very cool sponsors. So Whole Foods does a really cool culinary kitchen where they do demonstrations all day. So SobeSeafoodFest.com, go on, get your tickets. You won't be disappointed. Thank you so much to my good friend Todd Roy. If you are in the Miami area October 17th through the 21st, you need to come out to the South Beach Seafood Festival, Seafood Festival Week ton of great events. It's going to be a great week of eating and drinking. And of course, we got all the events listed for you on the blog right now at thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. And if you buy tickets, use code FOODE, F-O-O-D-E. We're going to get you $20 off your ticket. How about that? So make sure, and I hope to see uh, everybody on the beach of South Beach that entire weekend. Now what's new on thefoodie.com? Eateroo, located right behind the Hyde Resort and Residence in Hondale Beach. It is contemporary Japanese cuisine. They got a Robata grill. I got to tell you about this place. We had the tuna tartare. We had a maki roll with avocado, cucumber, wasabi peas. We had scallops with uzu mayo, crispy tiger prawns. And one of my favorite dishes, the beef filet that had these mushrooms. I can't even pronounce it. And a wasabi ponzu sauce. Oh, my God. I crave it each and every day. You got to check them out. And, of course, we got the food porn and pictures on the Instagram right now at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. So make sure you check out Eateru, located right behind the Hyde Resort and Residence in Hollandale Beach. And that's it. That's all. That wraps up episode number three. Wow, lots of great information. Good, good show. Thank you guys for listening. I truly appreciate it. Thank you guys for subscribing. If you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, make sure you leave us a review. Five stars. We would truly, 
appreciate it. My name is Nick, and this is WTF Words of Food. Thank you again for listening. Subscribe and download iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you got your podcasts. We are there for you. Of course, you can follow us on all social media platforms at the Foodie, T H E F O O D E, and of course, on the website, thefoodie.com. Of course, WTF Words of Food is part of the Vibe Media Podcast Network. I will see you guys next week for episode number four. And of course, let's remember to hashtag never stop eating.